now for this with Becky and Marie, the podcast about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. Right across from me right now is my pod coast. Hey, uh, Becky, what are you fearing today? <laughs> yes, please tell me. I don't know. Everything, the new year, I'm fearing resolutions. I'm fearing everything in the new year. Every, oh, everything. Oh, wow. The new year is bringing like all of the things I have to face about, well, things, oh, to do this, you. you know, like, I, I look at this. I mean, I have, I have, what do you see in front of you here? Like Cheeto puffs, cheese. White, the white cheddar Cheeto puffs. And these are those, um, Intimates. the little Milano cookies, the, the yeah. mint chocolate. I'm like, tomorrow is when it's all supposed to start. And there's so much crap in my pantry that I'm like, I got to eat it all, eat it all tonight. You're going to eat it all tonight. <laughs> you know, I don't want to make you, I don't want to make you feel bad, but I'm just, I'm just talking about cutting a few things. I don't know. <laughs> cups and... Oh, well. I mean, mainly I need to stop having takeout. Um, and I need to stop drinking so much. I'm drinking way too much. I know everybody is right now though, right? I mean, this is still COVID and everything is upside down and everything's cattywampus. And, so when we started coronavirus, I don't, I'm not even going to do the math on this, right? When we started coronavirus in May, we had, I don't know, close to 200 bottles of wine and we blew through all of it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Your your lockdown didn't start till May. So I'm sorry, started... was it March? In March. Yeah. Uh-huh. So March. Yeah. Okay. So you do it in what period of time? March to let's say October. <laughs> I'm gonna do the math on that just because you're asking. It was the fur- it was the furlough week, so you know what I mean. Like we're both furloughed, and it's like, hey, no reason to get up early. I know, I know. every night, you know. But I'm still in my fucking onesie, and I don't even know about getting out of my onesie. Right, like I have these fluffy pants. Have you ever been to the Peabody in Memphis? No, Mm-mm. it's the one with the ducks, and so they have these the ducks that do this presentation a couple times a day, and this it's really adorable. But the pants are the most comfortable fluffy pants that you can get in the gift shop, you know? And I call them my duck pants. And I think <laughs> they are, they're the most comfortable, but probably the least flattering things you'll ever see in your life. Anyway, onesie time is all day now. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. Hopefully we'll find some humor in this insanity. So what are you fearing today? Well, I, it ties into it in a way because it, it's also related to coronavirus, I, I think in a lot of ways, is a QAnon. I'm fearing QAnon. Do you know what QAnon is? I only know um, a couple of things, and I'm not going to say because I think you're going to explain the history. But I, I'm, I'm wondering, is that related to the pizza parlor guy who went in Washington, D.C. and shot people because he said pedophiles were in the, in the back yeah, raping children people- or something? Some people actually trace it back to that, like that that's um, one of the beginnings or the origins of the uh, conspiracy theory. Okay, so you want to hit a brief uh, Yeah, history? yeah. So let me give you the brief, a brief history of QAnon. And actually, I also want to discuss why it's on my radar, because I didn't even know what QAnon was. But I did notice... I have a very eclectic mix of friends on Facebook and I notice a lot of posts about global 
pedophilia rings and, and certain conspiracies. And they were coming from people who I know are not conspiracy theorists. I know they're not wackos, but they're reposting these, these memes and these little things. And so I'm like, wow, if this like quiet, nice, unassuming church lady, you know, that I knew when I was a kid or this this woman that I worked with many years ago that's really super cool, that they would be reposting these things means it's just slipped into everyday life on the internet. It's pervasive at this point. I was uh, on a plane flight back from Mexico right before the pandemic hit in this country. And I saw a TV report where this reporter from CNN was talking about this organization QAnon and that she had gone undercover and started joining all of these different message boards and sites and going to activities and events and posing as a QAnon member to try and uncover or figure out what it's all about. And she's written tons of articles and stuff. I was like fascinated because the stuff she was showing, the memes and the different things were things that I was seeing in my Facebook feed. So that's what fascinated me about it. So I'm like, is everybody I know going crazy and joining this organization? What is going on? So the New York Times of October 19th, 2020 says, QAnon is the umbrella term for a sprawling set of internet conspiracy theories that allege falsely that the world is run by a cabal of satanic worshiping pedophiles who are plotting against President Trump while operating a global child sex ring. Sure. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need to say? That right. sounds reasonable. I mean, I could I could get into some things that have gone on with celebrities or politicians that could lead people to believe Jeffrey Epstein being an example that the, that it's plausible that there are wealthy and powerful people participating in pedophilia or participating in sex trafficking. When I say participating, I mean having sex with women and children who are a part of this. To take it a step further and, and turn it into some HBO miniseries <laughs> is a little strange, right? Yeah. So it gets a little weirder. Okay. The people who claim to be a part of QAnon refer to themselves as believers. QAnon followers believe that the clique of satanic worshipers includes top Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, George Soros, as well as a number of entertainers in Hollywood. They particularly do not like Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks, Ellen DeGeneres, and religious figures, including Pope Francis and the Dalai Lama. Many of them also believe that in addition to molesting children, members of the group kill and eat their victims in order to extract a life extending chemical from their blood. <laughs> okay. So here you are going to Sephora for all these <laughs> products. And you need to reinvest my, my youth products, don't I? Yeah, you didn't know that it was just as simple as. <laughs> So according to QAnon lore, Donald Trump was recruited by top military generals to run for president in 2016 in order to break up this criminal conspiracy, the satanic sex trafficking, and its control of politics and the media and bring members to justice. So the theory is a little bit worked out. 
in the sense that they've tied it now into Donald Trump. And I know it's evolved over time, I'm sure. So how did it start? On October 2017, a post appeared on something called 4chan. There are a number of chat boards on the internet that are just kind of pared down basic chat boards. They're completely anonymous. And so you have a lot of people that are outside of the mainstream and things that they want to talk about. And they go on 4chan to do this kind of stuff anonymously. From this 4chan site, there was somebody by the name of Q Clarence Patriot. That was the moniker of the person or persons. This poster who became known over time simply as Q claimed to be a high ranking intelligence officer with access to classified information about Donald Trump's war against a global child pedophile cabal. All of this thing that Q predicted would culminate in something called the storm, which the storm didn't happen, obviously, at a time when Donald Trump would finally unmask the cabal and punish its members for their crimes and restore America to greatness again. I told you that Q operates on 4chan and then he moves to 8chan because he or she is constantly getting kicked off of different platforms. Okay. We don't know if it's one person or multiple people using the Q identity. Within the moniker of the QAnon world, a drop is a post by Q to his or her followers. There have been about 5,000 drops in total, and it's dropped in a coded language. You can get apps and different things uh, so that you can get alerts on your phone when Q drops a post. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. This is pretty preposterous. We have just dropped into crazy town. I just anyway, and there's tons of social media, uh, tons of chat rooms where people talk about this stuff. And when I was reading about all this this crap, if I can say that it's crap, feel free. It reminded me podcast (laughs) (laughs) of a an Alex Gibney documentary that James and I just watched called Agents of Chaos. Have you seen this? No. So in a, a short description is Agents of Chaos basically explains what Russian disinformation is. Russian disinformation for me is one of those things. You need to explain to people what the Russians are doing. So in Agents of Chaos, they explain that the Russian government has set up troll farms whole buildings filled with people that are almost like an ad agency. I was actually super impressed by some of the graphics and things that they come up with. They send people to the United States to study American culture. They have people that are just searching on the internet and learning things about Americans. And then based on that, they're designing memes, they're creating websites, they're creating fake social media. They're creating people on the internet that other people are following on social media that are not real people. And when I saw this QAnon stuff, I just thought, okay, maybe this guy Q started it, or maybe it was started by Russian or Chinese or Iranian. All the countries are doing it, right? They're all manipulating us with social media. And there are cases where they've gotten people to rally together for offensive causes based on sites and social media that that they've created. So this just smells like that to me, right? Russian troll farms, either 
got wind of this or created it to begin with. And when you look at the memes, they look right out of this movie. So I'm saying, see Agents of Chaos, take it slow. It has some boring parts for sure. <laughs> you might ought to drink and take okay. potty breaks, but it's fascinating. Russia has turned it into an industry. I mean, I actually, if I was a cynical person, it looked like fun working at that troll farm. Mm -hmm because it was super creative like the amount of creative energy that's put into well yeah because the worse the better right yeah you're not going to face consequences you just <laughs> right, exactly. all you want to do is fuck things up that does sound fun yeah <laughs> let's also not discount that q or the people who've created q are just doing this because they think it's funny imagine how powerful know. you must feel oh yeah you're the ones who came up with it i know so you know as a funny thing bill maher has been at the end of all of his episodes for a while now, he's been dressing up in a hoodie in a dark room with a laptop and telling everyone he's cute. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he is, but he's just also screwing with people. Right. CNN from Friday, July 3rd of 2020 says, in 2018, QAnon targeted CMEX, a Mexican cement company in Arizona. It was reportedly believed to be, erroneously believed to be a human trafficking site. Believers have claimed on several social media sites that Oprah Winfrey's Boca Raton, Florida house is a sex trafficking site and that the police have actually seized the house and found children there. Another person on Twitter made a post which garnered thousands of shares that falsely claimed when Tom Hanks was quarantining in Australia, yeah. And he was actually being detained by the police for pedophilia. Okay. Followers have also falsely claimed that 5G cellular networks are spreading coronavirus. Bill Gates and Big Pharma created coronavirus. The coronavirus is a hoax on the part of politicians who want to settle trade wars and make the whole world communist and steal our freedoms. A lot of the anti-masking stuff is related mm -hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. People have told me they've read articles that the government is using the coronavirus vaccine to track people by shooting nanotechnology into your body. So it's not really a vaccine. It's just nano tracking technology they're shooting into your body. I don't think that that would ever happen because I don't think we have the technology to shoot a nano tracker through a syringe. But it's also like weird part of the conspiracy world where they say the government wants to track us and i'm like we they already track us we have a phone it's like they don't need to do anything other than if i have a phone i'm being tracked and i have to know that so they don't have to shoot anything inside of my body to track me no, that's <laughs> i mean like, like what's becky doing she's drinking margarita mix and eating cheese puffs i mean yeah it's like really fucking exciting every <laughs> fucking night yeah. What's Marie doing? <laughs> well, she fell asleep again during a movie around eight o'clock. <laughs> Ooh, stop the fake yeah. news. Stop the fake presses. Yeah, she shit. She and James argued about who's gonna take out the trash again for the third time this week. It's just riveting. <laughs> Fucking riveting, man. Yeah. Yeah. Is the government uh, compiling a list of um television binge watching alcoholics then i'm probably on that i'm on that binge list. watching alcoholics i think we're all on that list yeah anyway a lot of bad ldl 
cholesterol. Promise you. Yeah. Um, so just very quickly, a couple of other uh, conspiracies. The furniture manufacturer Wayfair was selling cabinets. QAnon decided that the names of the cabinets were names of missing children and that people in the satanic cabal were buying these cabinets as trophies. <laughs> okay. Bizarre. The one that's the kookiest of all. I sent you some pictures. I don't know if you saw them. I did. And the pictures are of, what would you, how would you describe them? Oh, some bad photoshopped red shoes. Yeah, right. That's what it looked like. Right. It's really bad. Like this Russian farm needs to up their Photoshop game. If they want to <laughs> convince me that anybody who wears a pair of red shoes has a fucking child in their basement that they're bleeding blood from so they can stay young. Yeah. And these shoes, it's kind of like a hostel. You know how you get it? You saw the movie Hostel, right? I don't like torture porn. Oh, okay. So in the movie Hostel, people go there and they murder someone and then they become a part of this murder club and get a tattoo. So in this fantasy story, people make red shoes out of the skin of children or babies yeah. specifically mm -hmm. that have been sacrificed in a satanic ritual. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, if I'm going to have shoes made from the skin of children, dye it red, the first thing I'm going to do is call up this guy that I know who goes by Q. And I'm going to say, hey, I don't want to tell anybody this, but I'm going to tell you. Don't tell anybody, okay? I mean, how is it that this cue comes up with all of these things that this person just knows? Uh, come on, man. Yeah, come security on. level clearance. That's. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So if that's true, you know, Bill Maher is one of them, right? So we just decide, you know what? Q is going to sit up there in the government and let it happen and not go and make sure these people get arrested or whatever. He's just going to post about it on some 4chan site. Right. Well, and for those of you who aren't sure whether or not someone like Q could get away with this without getting arrested, look at Snowden. Look at the other people who get sensitive information and put it on the internet. And those people aren't even spreading disinformation. They're actually releasing people's private documents. Julian Assange. Whatever you feel about Julian Assange, he was releasing real documents. And those people are all in jail or an asylum. <laughs> Come on, yep. use your noggin. Yep. <laughs> and I know how much you love it when I rattle off statistics, so I decided not to this time. <laughs> because in the case of QAnon, several reputable sources conflict with one another. One article was saying that the majority of Americans don't know what QAnon is, that the percentage of them that actually would belong to it or believe in it or something like 7%. But then other statistics say a majority of Republicans are sympathetic towards it. The, the Wired article was saying that QAnon believers are not who you think they are. So saying that, that a lot of the times the political um, beliefs of someone don't really tie into whether or not they believe in QAnon. It's more about the person's mindset as a whole. There's a podcast out there called QAnon Anonymous and if you really want to know a lot about QAnon, they go into it pretty heavily. But the the person who runs the podcast calls QAnon a big tent conspiracy theory. So they draw upon the conspiracies of the past. People who believe in conspiracies, they accept all conspiracies. A common misconception is that QAnon is purely political in its movement, but it functions functions for people who believe in it Whoa. as both. <laughs> sorry 
<laughs> it functions. Go ahead. Yes. What did I do? Did I do something bad? You said it funkins and then funkins oh God, or something. I'm, I think I might be having a stroke. Sorry. <laughs> no, no strokes, please. God. It functions for people who believe in it as both social community and source of entertainment. So this is Adrian Hahn. He's a game designer who's written about QAnon's similarity to alternate reality games. And he says that believers open a fascinating fantasy world of secret wars and cabals and Hillary Clinton controlling things. And it offers convenient explanations for things that feel inexplicably wrong about the world. Yeah. And I'm not diminishing what people are going through during coronavirus because it's terrible. But you got people sitting in their homes. They have no job. They don't know what the future holds. They're fearful. They might catch a virus that kills them. They're looking for explanations and they're spending a lot of time consuming social media and television and the internet. It could be like church, but in a way it might be like an activity for people that's keeping them busy. Something that you just said jumped out at me too, though, Marie, when you said that they're scared of getting a virus. Okay, so then there are the people who don't believe the virus is real, who are part of this thing, right? Mm -hmm. There are people who are dying from the virus on their deathbeds, we'll say right before they die, that they don't have this virus. But when it comes to some conspiracies, I mean, theories, from everything from the moon landing to 9-11 to Princess Diana's death, Kennedy, of course, has the biggest one probably of all, is people can't handle two conflicting thoughts that creates dissonance in their heads. And one of the ways I can get rid of this dissonance if I'm scared of a virus is to make it where I'm not going to get a virus because it's fake. That I can, right. I can eliminate that thought of I'm scared of getting a virus. So I'm not going to consume that media. And it makes it a lot easier to just eliminate that idea completely. Like I can't handle that Princess Diana was brought down by a car crash. So it has to be something deeper. So I have to look for something that has more meaning than that because it's too simple an explanation and my brain can't handle those two conflicting thoughts. Yeah. So it's part I, of my theory of this. I do, um, I do agree with that. And Intelligencer magazine from September 23rd talks about conspiracy theory as an evolutionary process to protect ourselves. On an emotional level, human beings tend to find the idea of being threatened by forces beyond their com comprehension or control much more upsetting than being threatened by an intelligible enemy. Social psychologists have found that when people fear, they tend to feel helpless and pessimistic. But when angry people contemplate the same, they feel a sense of optimism and control. And one simple way to transmute fear into anger is to perceive an evil agent behind whatever development is causing your uncertainty and disquiet. Yeah. Two conflicting thoughts. I can't handle this uncertain future. There must be someone pulling strings. Yes. That was from a 2014 paper for the American Journal of Political Science. They were seeking to discern what, if anything, differentiated Americans who believe in conspiracy theories from their compatriots. Hmm. And some of the things that they listed, people who might get involved in this, um, people who believe in the supernatural was one. And so that's where you start to get like, especially during coronavirus too, like hippie wellness people, or like in the case of like anti-vaxxers, you'll have wealthy people in LA that are liberal that are, are involved in it. Um, obviously religious people, there's 
the battle between good and evil is a big part of this. Um, the article goes on to say that anthrop I'm not even going to be able to say it. anthropomorphological anthropology re research has found at a time when much of the country is incapacitated by an infectious disease, it stands to reason that people might feel more uncertain about the future and thus more inclined to impose order on chaos by interpreting reality as a proxy war between good and evil. Anthropomorphism. Thank you. <laughs> I'm what you're saying. Having to do with the putting human motivations to something that's inanimate. Yes, yes. A lot of times you. we'll do that with animals. We'll go, oh, well, my cat is angry or sweet or happy. We'll do it with animals, but we also do it with things like, you know, viruses that we can't control. Exactly. Things. Anthropomorphism. The author goes on to say that a lot of Americans see politics as unpleasant and anxiety inducing. And over the years, all of these things that used to unite people in our society are falling away. Churches and civil societies and trade unions and other organizations. I was thinking about that um, Toastmasters. If you go to a Toastmasters, there'll be like three old people and that's it. People just don't have them anymore. Like Lions Club was one of them. And there was there were a couple of others. Even at the level of the neighborhood, communal bonds have withered as Americans report fewer interactions. Yeah. So, so this also, I think, increases people falling into a weird, weird conspiracy theories because you haven't got anybody to bounce this stuff off of. And it does uh, definitely offer a level of control, feeling like you've got a level of control because you believe that you understand what's really going on. And then there's a level of superiority you know i know what's going on and you sheep over there don't know what's going on you believe everything they tell you they tell you but i know better and so it's very appealing i think in yeah. a lot of ways i was having someone try to explain to me how uh congress and the senate are going to be able to overturn the election they kept explaining the process to me and i was like okay yeah but they have to vote at some point so What's the mechanism for them overturning the election? And the person couldn't explain it to me. So I researched it. And then I was like, oh, okay. There's no way they're going to be able to overturn the election because they would have to get people in the House and the Senate to vote for it. <laughs> so you leave out the details. You do the broad strokes. It's just enough to draw people in, but then they don't want to go any further. Right, right. Uh, you know, our show, we, we always try to lean towards crime a bit in terms of what we're talking about. So when you're fearing something like certainly frightening that there's a number one bestseller on Amazon called The Great Awakening. That's a book about QAnon. Really? And yeah. Um, I don't know if it's actually number one at this point, but in the articles that I read, it was in the top 20 on political books and the top 40 in general. I think it's risen since then. And the book actually does talk about people eating children. If you are just curious and you're buying this book, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Yeah, please. I mean, so we actually have two people elected to uh, Congress that on some level support QAnon. I know one of them is that batshit crazy woman. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor. Oh, Green. Oh. Marjorie Taylor Green from Georgia. Here's a couple of quotes that she said. Q is a patriot. We know that for sure. 
There is a once in a lifetime opportunity to take this global cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles out. And I think we have the president to do it. Oh, so he did? He did it? It's all settled? It's all good now? <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. Like, there's there's some dingbats in Congress, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. He actually yeah. said the words global cabal of Satan worshiping pedophiles. So Lauren Bobert from Colorado is the other one. This is what she was quoted as saying. I hope that this is real. It only means America is getting stronger and better and people are returning to conservative values. And that's what I'm for. She hopes it's real. <laughs> Why would you hope that that's real? We have lost our way. <laughs> we have lost our way. So, you know, at political rallies, there'll be people wearing Q shirts and the White House actually invited a QAnon supporter to a social media summit as a conservative influencer. It's like, well, I mean, I guess that they are a conservative influencer, but that's frightening. You know, it's just, yeah. So have you, have you read about any crimes uh, happening because of a QAnon? Well, that's what I was asking about the pizza parlor thing, because in 2016 or whenever that was, whatever the people who are inside of this kind of thinking said, oh, there's a pizza parlor in D.C. where Hillary Clinton and a bunch of people are molesting children in the back. Right, Pizzagate. The guy who drove up from, I don't know, West Virginia or something. and North like, Carolina. Went in there and, and started shooting. So mm -hmm. that's a part of this stuff, you know? Right. But the thing about, the thing that's interesting to me about this level of, because it's really crazy. I mean, it is, I'm sorry, people, I'm not saying you are crazy if you believe some of these things, but these ideas are crazy. And you will always prove yourself right if you believe it. Because the person who, who believes it or purports to believe it will always say, well, I don't have the evidence because they won't show us. So you go, where's the proof? And they go, well, I would be able to tell you if they would just give me the evidence. So if you see something that conflicts with it, you'll say, okay, well, you can disregard that easily and really look at this over here. And one of the reasons why the pizza parlor thing happened was because of the emails that were released from Hillary Clinton and her campaign advisor, I think, or somebody, where they were exchanging like recipes for lasagna and stuff. Can't wait to eat lasagna tonight at this restaurant, the pizza place, or things like that. And every chance the people who believe in this stuff would say, see, lasagna means I'm going to go and fuck a kid tonight. Like they would see it wherever they looked, no matter what evidence could be gone through. That's what lasagna means in our household. I mean, right? There's a kid I got to go rape. I'm sorry. You made <laughs> lasagna tonight. It's just got to happen. Right. Like, but it's insane. It's insane. Those ideas are insane. Right. And yet. And well, yet. and, and. Pedophilia is a very specific crime. I, not everybody's into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> you can fact check me on this, but we talked about this during the Krampus uh, 12 Fears of Christmas. This is the thing people always go to to support their conspiracy theories is harming children. I mean, the Catholic Church is another good example of why people might believe some of this. You've seen The Keepers, the documentary about sex abuse yeah. in the Catholic Church. For years, the Catholic Church was protected by society as a whole. So it's not hard for people to believe that that's going on. 
but I don't think it's going on in this way where like Donald Trump rides in, you know, with the American flag as a spear as he's sitting on a screaming eagle to like- No, that's not how it ca- happens. But the reason why the thing in the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts, these kinds of things came to light is because their victims were everywhere. So I would say to you, you QAnon believers of the red shoes and the children's blood and whatever, where are the victims? Where are they? Because the Catholic Church, I could point to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. With the Boy Scouts, I can't even keep up with how many stories are still coming out. Where are the victims? Yeah. And as far as I know, Tom Hanks and Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey are not a part of the Boy Scouts or the Catholic Church. As far as I know. Yeah. I tried to do a little research on crimes linked to QAnon. And there were so many that I just had to stop. It's like, what do you pick? QAnon supporters have been arrested for threatening politicians, vandalizing, breaking into the residence of the Canadian prime minister, an armed standoff. I could break into his residence. Hey, <laughs> yeah. prime minister, steal your girl. You want to get arrested for that too. <laughs> I'll get arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> An armed standoff near the Hoover Dam, a kidnapping plot, two actual kidnappings, and at least one murder. The conspiracy theory claims have put ordinary people at risk, says the FBI identifying QAnon in 2019 as a potential domestic terrorist threat, and the Terrorism Center at West Point described it as a novel challenge to public security. It's such an issue that that Congress passed a measure 371 to 18, with one GOP member voting present, to denounce QAnon. Who are the 18? That's what I, I care about. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll, who the I'll fuck are you? <laughs> you fucking assholes. Yeah. You know, I told you at the beginning of the episode about the guy in Tucson that broke into the Simex plant. Yeah. He has since been arrested for felony charges of third degree burglary and misdemeanor charges of theft and criminal damage. He was also going around knocking down water stations on the border that are meant for people crossing the border because he said it was for trafficking children. June 15th, 2018, a guy in Arizona blocks a bridge near Hoover Dam in an armored vehicle. December 19th, 2018, a California man is arrested after being found with what appeared to be bomb-making materials in his car in an alleged plot to blow up a satanic display in the Capitol in Springfield, Illinois. I don't know what the satanic display was. It was probably like the Capitol building or something. September 25th, 2019, a QAnon supporter smashed up the chapel of the Holy Hill in Sedona, Arizona, while shouting about the Catholic Church supporting human trafficking. A lot of people in Arizona, apparently. (laughs) Oh, here's a Montana one. Yes. December 30th, 2019, Montana police arrested a QAnon supporter from Colorado in connection with an alleged kidnapping scheme. Who was he going to kidnap? Like, what are you doing? Like, like the people who were going to kidnap Whitaker, the governor in Michigan, like those dudes, by the way, really, really high IQs. You can just tell by looking at them when you look at those guys. (laughs) They were QAnon, right? They've got it all figured out, Marie. Look at their faces. They've got it all figured out. Like those guys, like, what's your plan? You're going to kidnap this person and call it a citizen's arrest. And then you're going to do what with the person? Like, what is the plan? 
So you got to hear this one. So this woman kidnaps her son and, and daughter and her son and daughter are like, they know the drill. So when they talk to the police, they're kind of forthright about their mom's kookiness. It says, Colorado child welfare officials had removed Cynthia Abuck's son from her custody in the spring of 2019. The Daily Beast reported, her daughter told law enforcement officials that her mother and her mother's friends were QAnon believers and that they were planning a kidnapping raid. Auburg's daughter also told the police that her brother's foster family were referred to as pedophiles and evil Satan worshipers. Apparent references to the QAnon conspiracy theory. So she went to jail for second degree kidnapping. There's another one in Kentucky. There's like a lot of people, they may be like a little mentally unstable, but they've also lost their kids and they're getting tuned up by QAnon that family members or people in the system are doing stuff to their kids. April 2nd, 2020, a man is charged with intentionally derailing a freight train near the Navy hospital ship Mercy in Los Angeles. Good Lord. He did it to wake people up, according to NBC News. He stated that he thought the USNS Mercy was suspicious and did not believe that it was actually what it was for. So he thought it was like a pedophile trafficking thing. Well, if you think it, then... In June 11th, 2020, a Boston man leads police on a 20-mile car chase while live streaming to himself about QAnon. Oh, again, he's really, really got it all figured out. Okay, now this one stood out to me. I, I definitely had to read it to you because this one actually made me laugh. It's totally serious. I shouldn't laugh about it, but it did happen in Waco. August 12, 2020, a Texas woman is arrested after allegedly chasing and crashing into a car and telling police she thought she was chasing a pedophile. <laughs> Celia Fulbright, 30. What? <laughs> this, is what, this is what QAnon is doing to people. Wait, what did he have? He was wearing red? What are you talking about? Um, you're about to hear why. Celia Fulbright, 30, was arrested in Waco after two drivers reported being chased by another driver and one reported being repeatedly rammed by another vehicle, Waco Tribune Herald reported. Officers said Fulbright told them afterwards that she believed the driver whose car she hit was a pedophile and that she was rescuing a young girl from being trafficked. Okay, in a white van? Did he have a creepy mustache? Why, where? Why did she think that? It says here, her blood alcohol level at the time was more than double the legal limit. <laughs> so as to why she thought they were pedophiles, she probably was on social media reading all this stuff about the global pedophile, started drinking, got in her car, and then lost her shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, like the, it's like the Twinkie defense, right? Yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've been pretty drunk in my life. <laughs> you and I have been pretty drunk together. I don't remember any time when we ever thought, you know what we should do, Marie? Be fun. Let's go and find some pedophiles on the road and ram them. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should develop a series for Netflix or something. It could be like the pedophile patrol. <laughs> it could just be 
<laughs> us driving around drinking <laughs> i was gonna say it can be regular citizens that oh. are like trying to you know out all the people in this global cabal <laughs> right it would be awesome their paw patrol it's pet a pet pet a paw control I've not had one drink. Where I'm not. I've had, I've had Cheetos. That's all I've had today. Is oh that going to be your defense? The the Cheeto puff defense. Cheeto defense. So, two of Fulbright's acquaintances told Right Wing Watch that she had become deeply absorbed in the QAnon conspiracy theory, including talking about how Trump was literally taking down the cabal and the pedophile ring. And she continued to describe herself as a follower of a QAnon even after arrested. Well, of course, she had double the alcohol limits. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. she had a lot of QAnon talk. QAnon. And you're a pedophile. And then, like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, there's almost everybody's a pedophile. And I found that out on C-Chan. <laughs> I'm a citizen arrest you. Yeah, you're a pedophile. Copper, oh, yeah? you pedophile copper. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing that's a little bit more disheartening than even I was prepared for. Sorry. Is, is to listen to the people who are caught up in this. And in fact, where it translates into action, it sounds like people who are mentally unstable, people who already have their own issues. And then this gives them something to cling to that can turn into something really dangerous. Yes. So it's not just words. It's not just words. And by the way, it's never just words. But this is proof that words matter. And these messages can translate into action. It's very, it's very scary. Yeah. And, and again, I've, I've seen mixed articles on should we be afraid of this? Should we not be afraid of this? And the, I think the thing that makes me afraid of it is that it's becoming mainstream that's when you should worry about it is when it becomes mainstream there's all sorts of conspiracy theories out there that motivate people who are mentally unstable but when you start getting the support even just the soft support of mainstream people it is encouraging to those yeah exactly right i mean I was thinking like when I was growing up, there were a lot of peep crazy people with regards to abortion clinics and the behavior, the things that they would do and even blowing up abortion clinics. And I was always unnerved by people that were anti-abortion that wouldn't just outright denounce that behavior. Unfortunately, when you give people a wink and a nod, when they're acting badly, they think they're getting mainstream support. It's just the way it is. Yep. And that's across the board for, for both sides politically. You know, we can't support any violence, period, regardless. But of course, they've got the whole excuse of we're saving children. The children, we don't know where they are, what where they're coming from. We never from. actually found one. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how many people we shoot or bridges we blow up or... Yeah. cars we ram in Waco we've never actually found one of these children <laughs> so as we're wrapping this up Marie do you have any what I might call a q-tips about QAnon that you would like to offer to people when they might be face to face with some of this information 
my q-tips yes. <laughs> so Here, i'll say that now i'm i'm going to give you now my q-tips <laughs> to make sure that you're not involved in QAnon or spreading misinformation so the first thing i would say is research the website research the author if the author is shady or the website is shady maybe you need to seek out alternate sources and Along with that, I would suggest alternate viewpoints because sometimes you can read a view you agree with and the view of the opposition. And by the end, you're somewhere in the middle. And, and I think that's the case with a lot of topics. It's not so broadly one way or the other. There's nuance to it. But one of the things that jumps out at me though is like if we're talking about how to combat QAnon type misinformation, those q-tips are important but it also expects so much from people when all they really want to do is sit around and watch cat videos you know it's like i should really click on another story but i think oh my god my cat is jumping through the window you know and then they're just it's too easy to believe these things which is ironic because they're so far-fetched like which seems truer you know that tom hanks had covid and is actually truly the nicest human in the history of time or that he feeds off the blood of children that are somewhere doing things. I don't even know what the thing is, but which one's more realistic? You know, some people would rather latch onto that. The other day, I actually got into trouble because of the cat video. Because James was telling me something that he said was important for me to listen to. And I was actually watching a cat video and I didn't want to stop watching it. So I just turned the volume down. <laughs> and then... He was like, are you watching a cat video while I'm trying to talk to you? And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was. Can you tell me all that again? That important information <laughs> that I need to know? Cat videos are important. <laughs> Here's another Q-tip for you. I don't understand why we, we all have to have an opinion about everything, right? If you don't have enough information to have an opinion about something, it's okay to put it in the TBD file, right? It's okay to walk away from a conversation and say, man, you know, honestly, I don't even think I can talk intelligently about this. If you believe something or don't believe something, then practice it or keep your mouth shut. Yep. Right. And I don't know. This is one of my things that if any of my former students are listening to this, that I used to say all the time, so I'd be happy to say it here, is I hate the people who go in news programs and say, well, I'm no scientist, comma, but... <laughs> Or I'm not a doctor, comma, but. And I'm like, well, then why are you talking? Just right. that's all you need to say. I'm not a doctor. And then we're going to cut to somebody who knows. <laughs> why come on the thing? Or even the news, you know, like the reporters themselves, we're going to cut to, you know, Shannon, who is downtown Dallas. And, well, Shannon, what's going on? Well, I don't really know what's going on yet. Okay, that's all I'm going to do. We'll come back to you when you know something, Shannon. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so like you and I said the other day, like I could probably speak intelligently about about six things you know three of which are serial killers and and you know crime and murder but for me to think that i can know enough about any individual little thing like like a meme of uh, here here's evidence of a pedophilia why do you think that you can just click forward on that and think that that doesn't matter you don't know enough about that you don't know enough about that just sit this yeah. one out yeah, I mean, I think that's like, what is your goal? Because I, I know a lot of people, their goal isn't to incite someone to violence or to support 
something that's false. So I would say don't push forward any sort of information on social media or anywhere else that you're not confident is true. That's what I would say. Now, and I mean, like I'm, I'm always for balance. Like if people don't want to get the vaccination, fine. But it's just like not wearing a mask. There are rules about businesses that they set and that the government set. You have to wear a mask when you go in there. So if you don't want to go to that restaurant or you don't want to go to Walmart, then don't. But it's the same thing with the vaccine. Your kid's school, Disney World, they're all going to have requirements to protect people. And if you don't want to go to those places, then don't get the vaccine. It's fine. Well, when it comes to things like personal choice, Curtis had this really great example. It's like the thing of my liberty, you know, my freedoms and blah, blah. like all these Karens and all these CVSs and stuff and the UPS and things where they're not. Curtis is like, you know, those places also have rules that you have to wear pants. Yep. I know you don't want to wear pants. I know pants are uncomfortable sometimes, but we're not going to all walk around with our junk hanging out because there's a rule everyone agrees to that we're going to wear pants. It's unsanitary as fuck not to wear pants. It's also something that nobody wants to be around. So put yeah. on your fucking pants and put on your fucking mask. Yeah. Don't I think mean, I'm infringing on your freedom by saying that you have to wear pants. Right. I, when, I was, when I was a young kid, at one point my parents had to tell me that I had to put a shirt on. <laughs> I did not like wearing shirts. <laughs> you, <you're>, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what, what would happen is my parents would send me to Oklahoma to my grandparents' house for the whole summer. They lived on a farm. And the minute I got to the farm, I put on the cutoff shorts, the raccoon skin hat, strapped on my machete, and that's how I ran around the farm all summer. No shirt. Sometimes I had guns on or a machete. And then when my parents came to pick me up, I was feral. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> around my parents drive up and I, I don't know, I was like nine, 12, I don't remember, you know. I got no Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I was like nine or 10. And when they drove up, there I am in the front yard with no shirt on. And they're like, all right, we got to nip this shit in the butt. <laughs> but yeah, like we'd all like to do things uh, our own way, but there's there are standards for when you're in public. And I don't understand why people think that your freedom trumps other people's freedom because i just don't know i'm telling you that's the, whole, <laughs> that's the whole thing isn't it that's the whole thing so one of the things and speaking of q-tips experts have said what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to guard against slipping into conspiracy world right um so there's th three or four questions that we can ask ourselves and one of them is is there a rational non-conspiracy explanation for this phenomenon has this been held up to scrutiny by actual experts? And how plausible is this theory as a practical matter? Which I think is an important one because if you look at like, let's say how many people would be required to be involved in a JFK assassination plot or the moon landing being falsified, it's thousands of people. 
And so if you're trying to say that this cabal of these satanic whatevers are out there secretly somehow wearing red in order to do some, it's like, it's so far-fetched just in practicality purposes, especially given where this message is coming from, which is frankly, here's a Q-tip. We don't know who QAnon is. We don't even know if it's a human, if it's a group of people, where they're from, but we all, you know, we read it, forward it, you know, take it for granted. And that's the thing that I think hopefully there can be a takeaway, you know, if you listen to the end of this, we'll talk more about uh, maybe in the next few weeks, we'll do an episode on other conspiracies because some of them are actually funny. Like, you know, the Denver airport is satanic. I did not know that. Yeah. And um, I hate the Denver airport. So I'm kind of leaning towards that one. Um, it's satanic. I promise you, because it's, I, I've never had a good experience in the Denver <laughs> airport and whoever designed it you're an idiot but it's it's ridiculous john oliver did an episode last summer on this and and he pointed out in terms of the moon landing if you really think that the moon landing was faked that that conspiracy alone would require 114,000 people to pull off i mean people sit down and do these studies think about you can't get three people to agree what where to go to dinner you know, so how are you, A, going to get people to agree to it and B, keep it a secret for that long? So I'm not saying there's nothing to any conspiracy theories, but it's just like, come on, you know, here's my Q-tip, use your brains, take off your tinfoil hat, you know, I mean, and it's really not that much work. It seems like it's work, but just Google another source, you know, here's another Q-tip, get your information from more than one source and more than one type of source. And this goes for everybody. Just find out who's actually promoting this idea and what do they have to gain. And if this person, QAnon, if this is a real person or this is a real thing, by the way, y'all are doing a terrible job of your conspiracy because, because like y'all are really bad at it. So up your game, QAnon, is what I'm saying. Right. And Trump never unmasked everybody. Wasn't even on the verge of. You did get the Marjorie Green asshole elected, though, so fuck you very much for that QAnon. All right, there's your Q-tips for the day on how to avoid becoming a QAnon conspiracist. You have been listening to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie. Please go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, give us a good funny review. Oh, oh I had emails I was going to read today. Next week, we will read some listener emails who have fears of their own they want to express to us yeah we're going to stop talking so much and we're going to hear what you guys have to say because <laughs> we've got some pretty funny fears that people have sent in our email is fearless at nowfear.com send us what you fear and we might read it on the show go to our website fearthispodcast.com for life-changing content and it's going to change your life for sure change your life yeah we should have worn tinfoil hats when we recorded Will you send me a picture of you in a tinfoil hat? <laughs> <laughs> no commitment on that. Yeah.